Miracy. Hi, I'm Christine Gallagher, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called She's Got Clients.com, and we teach spiritual minded coaches, experts, and practitioners how to grow their business to five figures plus a month while cutting their hours in half. And we do that through simplified marketing and intentional energy direction. I mean, I would say the original person who inspired me to take the direction in life that I'm taking is is my mom because she was a librarian. So she like had a job and worked for somebody else, but she was like head of the department. So she like had a staff and she went to grad school in the early seventies, which back then a lot of women were not going to grad school. You know, they were getting married and they were having kids and that was it. And so she really inspired me originally to like, I could, you know, to the point that I really saw that I could do things that were more than just like staying home or, you know, raising a family. So I remember back in like fourth or fifth grade, there was a a series of books that came out called the babysitters club. (laughs) And, um, I decided that I was going to like have my own babysitters club. And the baby, the idea behind the babysitters club was basically, it was a, a couple of girls, like maybe a handful of girls. And we would just like, um, advertised that we were available to be babysitters for kids in the neighborhood and mother's helpers. And so I look back and I feel like my first entrepreneurial experience was when I was about 10 or 11 years old. And we would put flyers up on telephone poles in the neighborhood, which basically advertised that we had babysitting services available. And because of that endeavor, I was able to have like a full roster of clients of parents whose kids I babysat until I was like 18 and went off to college. But I feel like the other girls that were on that late, like same wavelength who were willing to do that really helped me believe that I could do it too. And it was kind of that power, power of numbers type situation. I uh, graduated college. I had a communications degree. I thought I was going to produce the news in New York City. That was like the big dream. And I got a internship at a news station in Philadelphia. So it was a big market. And I worked in the newsroom and I just could not stand it. And it was just different than I thought it would be. And it was very uh, sort of like ladder climbing and very kind of competitive and it didn't feel good. So that kind of went out the window. And then I um, decided to go to law school and realized after one semester that that was not the way I wanted to go. So like there's these similar threads in my life of things I've just like tried and then ran away from because I just knew it felt unaligned. So I ended up going to grad school after the law school thing, and I got two masters. One was in information systems and one was information science. And I, um, you know, thought I was all set. I worked as a adjunct professor. I was an IT person for a college and I had my own office and everything was great. But again, once I got into the working world, I just felt this feeling of like, I don't belong here. There's something off. I was always feeling that I was going to do something important. I don't know why I knew that or felt that, but it was always something I knew since I was young. And I think that's also why I became a business owner is because I felt like this uh, importance to not just work for someone else and kind of make them money. <laughs> I wanted to you know, do something on my own and, and really own it. So a couple of years out of grad school, I was in a job, I was working for a startup company and um, they were, you know, very kind of California-like, even though we were in New Jersey and there was a pool table in the um, break room and there was like Starbucks in the break room. And it was, you know, 
so cool. Um, but what ended up happening was the founders who had like made the culture of the company ended up leaving the company and totally changed the whole culture. And so I became pretty miserable because it just wasn't fun anymore. And so what I did was I started to go on social media because at that time it was very early when Twitter had come out. So this is like 2008. And it was like, I, I just took to it really easily and I understood it really intuitively. And what I did was I started to connect with all these people on there that I would have never necessarily connected with in any other way. So basically what happened was through Twitter, I found women entrepreneurs who um, were doing this thing called coaching, which I didn't even know was a thing. And they were very adept at using social media to promote themselves early on. So I followed them and I got on some email lists and one of the women uh, was a business coach and she helped people start online businesses. And I just was intrigued. So I um, saw her making an offer one day for coaching and I reached out and I filled out an application and I ended up hiring her for 12 months, which was a big deal at the time. But I just knew, I just knew it was the right thing to do. So then after I hired her about two weeks later, I got laid off from that job and I was devastated in one way because I'd never been laid off before. But in another way, I was like, this is what is meant to happen because I'm meant to do my own thing. And that was really the start of it because that coach, when I emailed her to tell her I got laid off, she congratulated me. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, yes, this is a really good thing. This is like telling you that this is where you need to go is do your own thing. So that was really the start of all of it. The way I found out I made it was probably when I was in business, maybe for a year, a little after a year maybe, and people started reaching out to me. So it wasn't just me trying to go get opportunities. It was people finding out about me because I was putting content online and I was getting out there and I was writing articles and people were getting on my list and they were starting to come to me and ask me to like be on their, you know, um, virtual summit or, you know, do a collaboration with them. And that really kind of lit a fire for me because I was like, they're coming to me. I'm not needing to go to them. And so I must be doing something right. And over the years, it's just sort of multiplied exponentially. But those first few months when I saw that happening, it really felt like I knew, I kind of knew what I was doing and I was making a mark where other people were paying attention and they wanted to collaborate with me and work with me. A lot of times we depend on, you know, our degrees, our education and our jobs to like give us our identity. And we get very tied in with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if you have an entrepreneurial mind, you start to realize that you can be self-sufficient. And I started to see myself as somebody who was very capable of doing these things that were sometimes really scary and sometimes really, um, you know, felt like, quote, risky. And I started to see myself as somebody who was capable and that opened my mind to the idea of like, if I can do this thing, then maybe I can do that thing. And so it just kind of blossomed from there. And I realized that I was kind of unlimited because there was no boss, there was no salary, there was nothing really holding me back. Um, and if I really wanted to take this big, then I could do it. So it was a really exciting time to realize that. It was like, the time I started saying to myself, I'm never going to get a job again, because I knew that that was just not where I was going. And, and I was, I was making it, I was like actually succeeding and making money. So it felt amazing.
you need to believe in yourself before anyone else will believe it. And if someone had told me that years ago, I would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds so like trite, you know? But honestly, now that I look back at my life as an entrepreneur after 13 plus years, I can see that the one thing that kept me going, even when things got hard, was somewhere deep down inside, I had a core belief that I could do it even if things looked like they weren't working or things looked really hard. And I don't know where that came from. Maybe it was the way I was raised or just that's just my personality. But I feel like that is so important for me to get across to people that it's less about having the marketing strategies and having a funnel or an email list. Like all those things are great. They're tactics. But you really have to have that deep belief in yourself that you can do the thing that you want to do and that there are people out there that need the thing that you have. And so my thing is like, no, you are here for a reason and you're unique as as who you are and you will never do it the same as anybody else, even if you are in similar industries or similar coaching or whatever it might be. So I think that that's like the biggest thing these days to get across to people is that if your marketing is not working and you're frustrated about that, it's not necessarily that you are bad at marketing or you need to learn all these more tactics. It's probably a lot more to do with the belief in yourself that you can actually figure it out and that you can do it. And of course, coaches can help you on your way, but you really need to have that from within yourself first. Hi, I'm Christine Gallagher, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at she'sgotclients.com and on Instagram at at Christine G, and I would love to connect with you. Making It is part of the Mira CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermont and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is supervising producer. Danny Eney, that's me, is executive producer post-production by Post Office Sound. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, please give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.